Welcome to the Horror Host Support Group podcast, everybody, the podcast and book club for your everyday horror fanatic. I am Amanda. Um, it's Sunday fun day. I'm sitting here with my coffee and I'm joined by my good sis, my partner in horror, the always lovely Samara. How are you doing, girl? I'm doing okay. I had coffee too, so I'm a little bit more awake um, and sushi. Two of my favorite things today, which was actually nice. I'm trying to look on the bright side. Like the good things that happened today. I went to Target, got lost, Mm -hmm. had coffee, had sushi. What about you? They love to see it. Um, I took a long walk, listened to an audiobook today, which is wonderful. Hmm. Um, had some M&Ms, and now I'm here recording the pod. So what what were you listening to? Well, I was actually re-listening to slash catching up with the book that we are talking about today, mm-hmm. which is Out There Screaming. Um, so buckle up, horror yeah. hoes. Buckle like, I was about up, to bitches. Be like, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. But then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nah, nah, nah we not bitches. We horror hoes. And so buckle up, hoes, because we have a lot to say about this book. We do. But first, should we say what our ratings were? before we get carried away yeah so do you <laughs> want to do a rating for the book overall or are you trying to rate each story because i so feel like we should i will just rate so first i think we should do overall yeah. i kind of feel bad rating the stories separately let's do an overall rating then okay. let's be a little okay. little nicer today okay just this once but then you know later on we're gonna be bitchy um <laughs> later like at the end of this year because just let it out you know just let it out um so for me I rated it three blackulas mm-hmm. same three blackulas for me I would also say for most people in the po- uh the book club mm-hmm. I feel like the average was maybe like a 2.75 yeah for people in the book club yeah which is actually really sad because we were really looking forward to this one like we were just like Jordan Peele it's not you do all the greats you know which we thought right. we thought what we thought was gonna be in it but um turns out a lot of the authors are not horror writers most of them are fantasy sci-fi fantasy or speculative which mm-hmm. I think had something to do with the ratings and our expectations were elsewhere right so let's um I guess for those of you who maybe have not heard of this or maybe you did at one point, but you're not super familiar with this. So Out There Screaming, again, edited by Jordan Peele, is an anthology of, quote, new black horror. So I'm going to read the synopsis for you um, and then we'll get into it. A cop begins seeing huge blinking eyes where the headlights of cars should be that tell him who to pull over. Two freedom riders take a bus ride that leaves them stranded on a lonely road in Alabama where several unsettling somethings await them. A young girl dives into the depths of the earth in search of the demon that killed her parents. These are just a few of the worlds of Out There Screaming, Jordan Peele's anthology of all-new horror stories by Black writers. Featuring an introduction by Peele and an all-star roster of beloved writers and new voices, Out There Screaming is a masterclass in horror. And, like his spine chain, spine chilling films its stories prey on everything we think we know about our world and redefine what it means to be afraid featuring stories by aaron e adams violet allen leslie nika Aramara, arama maurice broadus chessie burke pijale clark ezra clayton daniels tanana redu nayla hopkinson nk jemison justin c key ld lewis Nettie Okorafor, Tochi Onyabuchi, Rebecca Roanhorse, Nicole D. Sconiers, I hope I pronounced that right, Rion Almilcar Scott, Terrence Taylor, and Cadwell Turnbull. So you the had the hardest job. They <laughs> <laughs> the all the people. <laughs> 400 pages, and it released um, October 3rd. So we're just getting to this because number one, we wanted to let these stories marinate a little bit for us. And then also we just finished reviewing um, Follow the House of Usher. And can you tell which one we were more excited to talk about? Um, well, let's 10 let's points go to with you the ballroom. If you know what, which one we were more excited about. 
Right. Let's go to the ballroom and go tens across the board. Right. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Um, so our first story in here is Reckless Eyeballing by N.K. Jemison. Um this one was a weird one. Let me preface this with um we love NK. Mm-hmm. NK is that bitch for me, especially in the sci-fi fantasy realm. I mean, three-time Hugo Award winner. Hello. Probably more than that. Did, did she win for like um the city we became? I don't even know. But I know she won it three three years in a row for the broken mm-hmm. kingdom, broken earth, earth series. Mm-hmm. Uh love her, love her to death, love all of her sci-fi fantasy. So it's it is with a heavy heart, I say I did not like <laughs> <laughs> I did not like uh reckless eyeballing. I thought it was weird. Um beautiful gowns, nice gowns, but like it was it was a good try. Good college try, but it did not do anything for me. Yeah, so I think you might have already mentioned this, but I feel like the common issue I had with a lot of these stories is that, number one, many of them just weren't scary. Mm -hmm. They read more like fantasy. And number two, um, they were one of the biggest, I think, issues that I feel like I've had, and we'll talk more about this in our worst of 2023 is that it seems like a lot of the stories we read this year have been by people who don't understand the horror genre or who don't read it and they're just dabbling. And that's cool if you're going to dabble, but I kind of just feel like you're playing in my face at this point. Like as avid horror readers and fans, um, we are going to clock when you are not true to this. Mm -hmm. Um. And so this story was a, a prime example. Plus, I just, I didn't like it. To me, I was just like, this is, what's the point? What is the point of this? I kept reading it and being like, who wrote this again? And like, check in. And I was yeah. like, girl, no, this can't be <clears throat> my N.K. Jemison. But I don't know. I just, N.K., you get it what you do, girl. I swear you are. You're an amazing writer. I dare say one of the best out there across genres, but just not in horror. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like, so this one was about that, the racist cop um, who kept seeing eyeballs on everything, basically. Like, yeah. I believe he was a black cop, but he definitely subscribed to like back the blue and that type of bullshit, which I hate, but um, it was just a weird one. I didn't understand the whole seeing eyes thing everywhere. It didn't tie in well. I don't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find, if I can, a list of all the different stories and some of their, Mm -hmm. uh, like, I guess, an overview of what they're about. Mm -hmm. But just to give you an overview of this one, yeah, it was a cop who's seeing eyeballs everywhere. And the thing about, the thing that I didn't like about the story is that it's a Black cop who is... (laughs) Essentially having assimilated into being a police officer mm-hmm. in that condition that I I feel like it's, he's no longer black, he's a cop. Right. You have like people that get to a certain level and whatever it is, and they're no longer what marginalized identity they were. They're something else. Yeah. Um, he is now blue. Right. <laughs> like the character is like he's assimilated and he only dates white women and he has all of the same prejudices and biases that his other um his white male counterparts in the in the force have yeah yeah so i just i didn't like this one it was it was really weird he was like and you can tell that those white men didn't really care for him but he Mm -hmm. was just like i'm smiling your face and be your friend and I'm like, bro, get a lot. It was just such a weird, but you know what? Pete, there are people like that. I know there are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is too real. I wonder this is based off of somebody in particular. Um, it was giving like if Clarence from um Tales from the Hood like really bought into the BS that his racist white um police 
like his racist white um co-workers on the police force was actually spooning him mm-hmm. it was like it was like this is what would have happened to clarence if he hadn't left he would have been assimilated into the crazy yeah. um but yeah i don't i don't know i didn't like it i didn't like it that much i love nk but this just was not the best for the genre i wasn't mm-hmm. gonna say one's like objectively cool but like not for horror with horror in mind um right the next one would have been eye and tooth by rebecca Roanhorse. see i wouldn't label this short story necessary i mean no i think actually rebecca had one of the better stories actually when it comes to I horror agree. i was entertained actually i think girly kind of knew what this was about like she was like i'm not really a horror person but i can weave like horror elements into like this fantasy supernatural like this dark supernatural story right Mm -hmm. i think that that was a good one but it's basically a brother and a sister who are like ghost hunters traveling Mm -hmm. to do a gig out in the middle of nowhere um and shit goes left literally as soon as they get to the farm and there are some surprises along the way i enjoyed it i did too this one felt um like yeah, it felt like a like an episode of Supernatural. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it felt like. That's probably why I liked it. Like it was er- giving like Supernatural. Them, yeah, like them early episodes where there was quite a bit of like horror mm-hmm. m- mixed in, uh, you know, before the show became too self-aware and campy. <laughs> exactly. Point, like should... the, the first season when they're like looking for their dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. At some point, we should do. Let us know if y'all would be interested in us talking about Supernatural because I have opinions I've as somebody only... who watched every single season. But I say I've only completed season one. I'm on season two because oh. I was I was busy watching Vampire Diaries and I was like, well, you know, I could only sit down for so long as a college girly at the time. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm busy. I got one in me. Um, but yeah, I think Rebecca did a good job. Rebecca Roanhorse. I have nothing bad mm-hmm. to say about um, Eye and Tooth. That was a, actually a good story. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's Wandering Devil by Cadwell Turnbull. His writing is already kind of dark. Like if you've ever read, um, I guess his, his latest one is We Are the Crisis. Yeah. Which is like the second book in um, the series, which I have yet to read but i have the have the um the audiobook so i'm really excited to read it um but it's the sequel to i can't remember the name right now oh no gods no monsters which i know you read and loved and it's still it's been on my list since 2021 Mm -hmm. (laughs) telling you it is kind of the bomb um that one had some dark supernatural elements to it um but you know wandering devil by cadwell turnbull was different <laughs> Once again. So, so I actually kind of liked this one, not necessarily horror, but I liked it for what it was. And essentially, it's this guy who has commitment issues, and he mm-hmm. every time he, you know, tries to what is it? At one point he he's at a bus station and meets um this old man playing guitar who basically right. kind of tells him like if you if you keep wandering, you're going to wander forever. But if you settle down, then, you know, you'll be happy kind of thing. And he meets a woman who he probably should settle with. Uh, but instead, all of his instincts to flee, take him over. And that's essentially what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. I would say Three stars for me. I would say though it was weird, though it was weird, it does fit into the horror genre. Yes. That typical weird wanderer thing with like a dark presence that kind of like dark thoughts and dark presence that kind of looms over him. It's giving Dean Kuntz. Okay. Like like his kind of weirdness where the dark things kind of just linger. I'm talking like pretty sure he wrote twilight eyes which nobody talks about the twilight eyes was the weirdest craziest book i ever read my life (laughs) (laughs) i was like this well i i think also dean kuntz is responsible for odd thomas 
Um, oh yeah, oh. yeah, that series. So uh, <laughs> very that weird. movie. I know. I feel bad for the the main character. I, I will always miss him. Anyway, <laughs> moment of silence for I know. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, he Twilight. If anyone's ever read or never read Twilight Eyes, I would hi- I would recommend it. It's it's crazy because you don't know whether the main character is actually seeing these like things or he's an insane murderer who needs to be on right. in a straight jacket. You doubt, you doubt. Um, but yeah, although yeah. I didn't personally care for the story, it does fit in along with Rebecca Roanhorse's story in in like this anthology, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this next one we could say the same, but this one I did not like at all. So this next one is Invasion of the Baby Snatchers. Yes, by Leslie <laughs> Anika Arma. And mm-hmm. I did not like the story at all. Now, I liked her writing style. Mm-hmm. And the I would be interested to read more by this author. Mm-hmm. But I just did not like this story. And it's basically what it is, right? It's like aliens come to Earth, figure out how to reproduce. And then you have a crew of people who are trying to detain the babies, mm-hmm. detain the aliens, stop this from happening. Right. Um, I don't like pregnancy horror. Mm. freaks my shit out it's probably why mm-hmm. alien is so like to me because i'm like mm, mm, mm. even though i like alien i just can't think of like giving like people giving birth to them i'm just like no 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 um but yeah i'm not a huge fan of pregnancy horror uh and this is what that was <laughs> and like the twist wasn't really a twist we kind of like if you read horror or watch any like sci-fi horror creature horror you know where the story's gonna go but it's still entertaining watching like reading it and watching it unfold um but yeah it was just that that pregnancy part was just like, like nope babies are demanding enough i can't have an alien baby yeah <laughs> i can't do it you know this next one uh the other one by violet allen Mm-hmm. this was a confusing one to me because I'm not quite sure what the fuck I was <laughs> listening to because I listened to the audiobook yeah me too that's how I read it um okay because I, I knew I was like I need the audiobook for this I'm not going to be able to really because first of all full disclosure I'm not a fan of anthologies I think the story the stories are too short for me I need more um that's basically what it is for me with anthologies and short story collections I can't really stand them more specifically anthologies because it's just a bunch of different voices and I get confused and I can't tell the stories apart um but the other one I think first of all who the fuck's name is Oglethorpe (laughs) I've heard that as the last name and that's the name of a university in Atlanta but uh, I think it was his first name I think it was too. And I was upset about that. Like I was irrationally angry. I was like, whose name and why? Well, she was like, there's no nicknames. I'm like, you could call him O. You could call him Augie. You really could. You could have just called him Thor. Something just like Oglethorpe. Right. Depending on what his last name was, you could have done O something. Right. It it was a mess, that one. Um. It's weird because it starts off as like a girl who's talking about her ex-boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend Oglethorpe, who was like, out of the blue, was just like, I don't love you mm-hmm. anymore. So they broke up and um, and I guess she's been trying, she's, she's still been like messaging him and shit, like des- on Desperate Housewives vibes, like weird shit. And she gets a message back from his supposed new girl and she's like um if you don't come over i'm gonna like basically kill him carve his heart out whatever just weird weird back and forth shit and it was confusing i agree um i can't go too much into it because once again it's a short story and i feel like i would ruin it if someone hasn't read it yet but yeah that was a really weird one i would still put it in the horror category and like honestly most of the stories written by people like the newcomers I could put those in the horror category more than I could in like the the writers that are known with the exception of Tananariku yeah which we'll get to her story in a minute um but we already knew she was gonna be fine 
Uh, yeah. That's what she writes. Like, I just, I, I didn't expect anything less, honestly. Um, you know what story surprised me is this next one. Okay. Glossarin yeah. by Erin Adams. Now, she's the author of Jackal, right? Yes. Okay. Which you read and you loved. Love Jackal. It was very, it, it was more thriller than okay. horror, honestly. Yeah. If you, if you want to see and learn about Samara's thoughts on this, you did a whole multi part TikTok. I did. Read through. So check us out on TikTok at Horho Support Group. Nice plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what coffee at 3 p.m. does for you. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, what did you think of Lesser End? Because I actually really liked this one. Yes. Uh, it was shorter than I wanted. To, like, I, if this actually was a longer book, I would be invested. Mm-hmm. I really liked this one. First of all mermaids like yeah okay for, like that that works for me it was definitely creature feature horror um I really I actually really like this this is one of my favorite ones um and I was genuinely freaked out <laughs> by it because mm-hmm. I can't imagine like my daughter coming back and being and like my other one that went with her is missing and she's like we listened we did what you said and now she, now your daughter's gone like just gone yeah no trace yeah. scary so essentially this is it follows three sisters i can't remember what the oldest sister's name is but lovely marie mm-hmm. and the other one i think they just call her witty yeah um, i think so so follows three sisters they have haitian heritage and so they definitely believe in la seren who is the i trying to figure out how to explain what th- this I'm assuming Loa is. So if I do not do a good job at this, I'm really sorry. But I think she's like the kind of, for lack of a better phrase, mermaid spirit of, you know, of uh, this practice. Um, But essentially, the younger two sisters, Lovey and Marie, go to the ocean. Only Lovey comes back and says that um, La Serene took Marie and said if you don't give me one I will take three so the whole that riddle kind of is a setup for this story and it's just a really good one definitely creature feature super well written so now I want to read Jackal because I really enjoyed Aaron's uh, voice yeah Jackal's a good one it's creepy it's weird it's got it'll have you side-eyeing all the characters um I recommend it as a pretty good thriller because we don't have too many black authors in the thriller section anymore. I don't know what happened or or some that are like, I'm horror, but really it's thriller. Mm -hmm. So they get miscategorized, but um, yeah, I liked that one. And then I um, also liked the next one by Tanana Mm Reefdu called The Writer. Of course we did. And Tanana Reeve is really good at doing like historical fiction slash horror. Yeah. She like weaves in real life things that happen in the past. And like, it's already terrifying. And then she adds an even more terrifying element. I'm like, ma'am, I want to not go to bed crying or eyes wide open scared with a nightlight, you know? Um, but it basically takes place in Tallahassee and there are um, sis- sisters waiting for a bus to mm-hmm. come home. Um, and they start walking towards, I guess, like the white only waiting area. So they're already causing trouble, quote unquote trouble. Um, yeah. Turns out like they they work basically um, in the civil rights movement. Like that's their passion. That's what they want to do. That's what they believe in. And of course, the good whites that they're troublemakers. That's just what they are, and um, and so there's like a sense of danger while they're waiting at the bus the bus station, um, and they do eventually get on the bus, go all the way to the you know the back where black people sit, um, and then they're off, and then they run into some trouble along the road. I'm gonna stop there. Some weird, creepy, supernatural trouble um, that involves the bus driver and something else. Yeah, I gave this one, this, of these stories, this is probably got the 4.5 for me, the, mm-hmm. 
out of the group we've just mentioned, my mm -hmm. favorites were The Rider, La Seren, and Iron Tooth. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Those were the top. Um, I don't know. I mean, what can you say about Sanri except she's the queen mother? Except how can you have a horror anthology right now without including her? Exactamundo. I don't think you can, so... Like At least not I a traditionally ever... published one. True. If <laughs> I were to ever meet her, I probably would like. I don't even know. I would. I would lose my shit. I just can't. She's so good, and I would just such such an idol. Yeah. You know. I'll bet you where she works, like teaches. You can just like go in and audit the course, maybe. Just like. Somewhere. I know. What if she just like if I were to move to L.A., which hmm. no, it happened. Oh uh, gosh, and I just so expensive. Worded, I know. Uh, you say that like I'm not in the Bay fucking area, girl. I know, but I just think about how expensive it is. I was like, Chuh. it's expensive, girl. and the home homeless population is high, and it smells like piss on like every corner. I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to San Francisco, because it's the same there. <laughs> Not everywhere here in the Bay Area, but it's very okay. much the same there, too. Mm -hmm. Man. One day we should do that. We should just, like, figure out when she what her teaching schedule is and be like, we're here to learn. Hey, girl. <laughs> we're here to learn. Um, We're here. No. <sighs> but I can't pronounce the title of this next one. The Estite. The Estite by Justin C. Key. Um, Do you know why the only no only reason I know that? What? Why? <laughs> because in Interview with a Vampire, the movie, not the show, mm -hmm. that is a line that uh, Lestat says to Bluey when mm -hmm. they're in the room and Lestat has the sex workers and he's toying with them and Louie's like, why must you do this? Blah. And Lestat's like something, says something like, take your esthetes taste, but do not forget that you, what you are for you are a killer or something like that. That's the only reason why I know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> hey, Stan, you. <laughs> she's so proud. I wish you guys could see she's so proud of herself. <laughs> yeah, the little shoulder dip, like I did it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, the estite. It's a French ass word. Uh <laughs> I say So you think that. you know everything since you got your degree? <laughs> you think you know everything. I stay saying that's a French ass word in Detroit because first of all, Detroit is a French ass word. And then most of our streets on the older side, which is like the east side of Detroit, are French names, mm -hmm. French words. And so I'll be like, that's not like an east side word. It's French as hell. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is a part of the vocabulary. That's the east side word. I don't know where that's at. Um, but I, I don't know. The estate was interesting because... I think people like they can I think this is the one where people can like have intimate moments with each other and like other yeah. people like watch and yeah. like viewers and stuff which is very weird. It's like voyeurism. I liked this one. I think yeah. I think most of the people in the book club did as well. Yeah. It reminds me of there's a book and a movie I think that might be out where um humans do that for the aliens that come to earth mm. um, and aliens don't understand like human emotion and the way humans live and love and so mm -hmm. um people who are couples or falling in love can doc can like record themselves doing that like reality tv for aliens like it's entertainment for them mm -hmm. and the couple in it get caught like having a fake relationship for the alien views for money like that's how they make their money they're like teenagers so like it's giving a little bit of that yeah and i was like okay um but this one was pretty interesting uh would i say it was horror more more sci-fi than horror yeah um i mean the one of the one of our book club members said this 
as well is like, uh, what, this is a way to have population control. They said that it reminded them of the UK show called Humans, which I, if I remember, I think I know what that one was like. It was like uh, almost, it's, it feels very prescient given AI now and all of the conversation around that. So I definitely could see how this would be fit into that horror genre because it's like a what if kind of story. Yeah. Very interesting. Some some of these stories, I'm not going to lie, kind of forget about them until I look at them again. There's just mm-hmm. so many. I was like, I don't know. Can, am I going to be able to talk about this? Will I have thoughts? Apparently I do. Apparently just reading the first letter of the first sentence gives it back. Um, then there's uh, Pressure by Ezra Clayton Daniels. Mm-hmm. I don't know why when I saw that name, Ezra, I I couldn't like... <laughs> had a moment of going what is his name (laughs) (laughs) that happens (laughs) we're both over caffeinated it's got to be what that is um i literally don't remember this story i'm not even gonna hold you i don't remember the story it's it's one of those like i think it takes place in a airplane um that's all i got for you i don't remember uh and also it's it um it's told in second second person which mm-hmm. immediately throws me off a little bit it takes me a minute to get into that second person type pov but yeah i literally i don't remember the story at all which is really sad i would like to talk about it but don't <laughs> yeah, remember think- it <laughs> that's kind of how I was feeling as well let me just make sure that my phone doesn't start playing we are Um, bad readers (laughs) honestly truly yeah I I'm gonna say that it's probably a situation of if the story was not necessarily memorable that we can't remember it which again, uh, that's no comment on whether or not you should read it or not. You mm-hmm. know, and let us know if you read it and this is one of your favorite stories. But we can move to the next one, Dark Home by Nettie yeah. Corfor. Now, Nettie, if you have not heard of this author, she is a name. She is pretty huge in the Afro space. Sorry, the- African futurism space. Yes, do not African. say anything other than African futurism because she will come for you. Yeah. She will come for you. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it plenty. Um, um, which is, I mean, full disclosure on the pod, I don't really read her anymore because um, I just thought, I just think it's petty and really mean. I really stopped fucking <laughs> with her when she did this whole uh, where my girlies who don't wear makeup at and then kind of tried to do that whole like pick me ass if i if you wear makeup you're only doing it for the male gaze kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't like that um also just like people going on her twitter and being like love your work love what you've done for the afrofuturism uh world like spectrum da 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 da, da you know all that genre and and sh- her going Instead of saying thank you, um, but actually I write what I like to call, I've coined the word African futurism, mm-hmm. like nicely. She goes, yeah, but that's not what I write. I, like she just gets real nasty with it. And I wonder <clears throat> yeah. if it's a Twitter, like the tone isn't translating and she is trying to be gentle, like gentle your mind, or she's frustrated and tired of reminding people. But I'm like, you know, African futurism is not a word that came to like that have that's come before you everyone knows afrofuturism but no one knows african futurism until she coined the term congratulations to her for doing that but when shit is new you got to remind people yeah you gotta make it that said i did like this story yeah i you know it was pretty creepy um i don't know i don't know if i i didn't dislike it if that makes sense yeah I mean I think I think it was creepy I think it was like kind of a home invasion-y kind of mm-hmm. 
you know, creature coming to the home. It reminded me a little bit of No One's Gonna Save You, which is, mm -hmm. I think that's the name of the movie that came out. Uh, uh, a little bit like the alien invasion movie that came out in the summer, which I will be talking about in our best and worst episodes <laughs> later I haven't this seen year. It. I don't think Yeah. I've seen it. Um, yeah, it's about a um, young woman who's in her 30s. Um, her father was this, I believe he was like a famous chef or something like that. and Or he, he was just like really well known in Nigeria. Um, he dies. So she's at the funeral burying her father. And for whatever weird fucking reason, which I'm going to chalk it up to grief, she takes his ring Because it's like her, she, she wants something like a keepsake. I ain't touching a ring on a dead man's finger. I'm sorry. Like, that's yours. Like, clearly you wore it for a reason. If you didn't leave me this ring in my will, I'm not taking it. It's going with Mm -hmm. you Yeah. to the underworld, okay? <laughs> so she, because she grew up overseas, like, people love to, like, make that shit. Like, people overseas, especially Black people of the diaspora, we are not doing that shit. We're not taking anything off the dead. Like, that's their shit. We understand this um, to be a universal truth. But she's like, I, I just want to have something in my father's, you know, grief. So she takes his ring. She was not supposed to do that. Because when she finally goes home with it, weird shit happens. Dark shit happens. So that's basically, like, the story. Um, dark home. Weird stuff happens at home. I don't know if... Some of it was just a little, I hate to say unrealistic because that's stupid. Like <laughs> to say it is unrealistic, but I'm like, would somebody black pull this shit? Probably not. Don't care if you were raised in Scottsdale or not. Like, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, Especially when I all her liked family it was though. like, hey, you should put that shit back. Like, this is why this is happening. You should put that shit back. But she was like, really like, uh -uh, I'm not doing it. That's stupid. I'm not going all the way back to Nigeria. To, to put it back you're being silly but like meanwhile weird shit's happening at the exact same time that you took the ring Yeah, I mean, but I liked it because it did feel mm, like a horror movie mm -hmm. that like uh, I liked it because it felt like it fit with this collection of stories and like some yeah of these other stories that we mentioned. mm So that's why I liked it. -hmm. yeah it did fit i'm i have to give that up to Nettie. it fit She Well, can what write about more. Flicker? <laughs> Flicker. Can't remind me of that one. Things get hazy. Um. I don't know. This one was okay, just okay for me. Um, same Oh. thing with a the most strongest Obia woman of the world. That was okay. Yeah. I You know. suddenly I remember Flicker. It was weird. It was giving Silent Hill vibes. Mm. But Hmm. it, Yeah. but weak Silent Hill vibes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it. Silent Hill is not necessarily my ministry, so. Mm Eh, you know, and again, the same thing with the most strongest Obia woman of the world. -hmm. Mm hmm I liked it. Again, I think that's the kind of the recurring theme with a lot of these stories. They're either most of them are fine, a couple of them are like bad, Mm hmm and then there's only two to four that are actually good. Okay. Like, I would reread. The most strongest Obeya woman, was that the one where she went down into the ocean? I can't Oh, remember. to find her who killed her parents or whatever. Yes. And there was like a demon Yeah. of some sort down there. And she Yeah. ends up, yeah, yeah. So that's the one where the young woman, Yenderil, I don't know how to pronounce her name. goes down to kill the monster that killed her parents and probably other people's family too and eats them and whatnot um that one was weird too i don't mind weird just i was expecting scary Yeah. go along with it um it was okay Yeah, I would I would say that. Um what did you think about the Norwood Trouble, which is the next story by Maurice Broadus? If I can remember it, <laughs> like these are, these are some of these, like, first of all, the Obeah woman was long as fuck. Yeah. 
Like it was a long one. Um, the Norwood trouble. I literally don't remember it, which is really sad. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was bad. Again, I didn't, it didn't necessarily stand out to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was bad. Same thing with A Grief of the Dead. I liked the title, though, A Grief of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Norwood Trouble definitely interests me in terms of title. Um, I'm kind of just fast, fast talking through the rest of these. Oh, A Bird okay. Sings by the Etching Tree. That one mm -hmm. was all right. It's an American fable. Same. Mm -hmm. Your Happy Place, I really enjoyed, though. Okay. Um, what did you say your happy place reminded you of? What was it like Shutter Island, I think? Yes, exactly. Okay. Shutter Island. So I did enjoy that one. Um, yeah. That one was kind of creepy, but also it was kind of predictable in a mm -hmm. way. Like I said, if you've been reading or watching horror for a while, some of the tropes that pop up are like, oh, I kind of think I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. You fig you kind of figure you usually figure it out, but yeah, your happy face was actually pretty decent by Terrence Taylor. Actually, really good. Um, yeah, hide and seek by Pijelay Clark. Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually liked it. Yeah, I mean Pijelay is another one that I had no doubt would mm -hmm. deliver. You know, give because mm -hmm. of his work and mm -hmm. Ring Shout and the Night Doctors. Mm -hmm. No doubt. The so Night Doctors is... to this day scares the shit out of me. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm still scared of the Night Doctors. I really hope that P.J. Lake Clark one day decides to expand on that because I know it's a yeah. short story. You can read it for free online. And and then the Night Doctors pops up again in um, Ring Shout. Ring Shout. I mean, imagine if he had written another of those stories for this anthology. That would have been gaggy. I would have cried happy tears. Like, I just need more <laughs> of that world. More. I need more of that world. I need more of the um, Master of Gen, Master of Gen universe. Mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, there's already short stories that kind of, like, have the same main characters that have shown up in a Master of Gen, which I love. But more, more, more. <laughs> I mean, a Master of Gen just gave me that queer romance. And I was like, yeah. Yes. I, first of all, a... Muslim hijabi who can kick ass yes please well and yes, also please. I think the other main character I I don't know if they were non-binary or not but just they were like their suit game unmatched that was, yeah they were I believe that they were non-binary yeah okay um, I can't think of their name no wait I think that they still consider themselves to be a woman they yeah. still use um, she unmatched pronouns all day with with the cane the pimp cane and the hat and the, short and hair the little cut. pocket square oh my god ruined me just ruined me absolutely <sighs> perfect that was such a good i was like men can write fully fleshed out women not just one but three not just that ring shout yes all women too and i'm like come on people hey Maybe on, we'll Clark. do like a special episode talking about Pijolet's work. Maybe let's mm -hmm. talk offline about that. Maybe yeah, we do definitely. Some special right. episodes. Being, I was about to say S episodes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Clark needs his own episode. Episode. <laughs> what did you think about <laughs> Origin Story by Tochi Onyabuchi? Hated it. Oof. Okay. Hated it. it was a. It was a very much like. <clears throat> First of all, this is the last story. Am I correct? Yes. And it was like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like an ending to... I'm like, PGLA should have been the last story. Like, y'all should have just... Yeah. Told you, you should have left this one in the drafts. I know what he was trying to do. And no, no thank you. It feels like a couple of these stories didn't get edited in the same way that the rest of them did. This mm -hmm. one and Baby Snatchers come to mind in the invasion of the baby centers that's what i feel like yeah. i just uh, they just didn't give mm 
that's generally my feeling about this. I wanted to be scared. I wanted to be terrified. I wanted right. to be kept up awake at night. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel tension, pulse pounding. And I didn't feel that with any of these stories, even Tanana Reeves Adus, even though mm -hmm. it was a great story and yeah. it was creepy. None of them scared me. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, which is like, I feel like this was like a quick little side thing because I'm pretty sure your girl Tanana Reeve was working on the reformatory yeah. at the same time and just like through through Jordan Peele's story real quick in the meantime, because the reformatory, I know you're not, I don't think you're done yet, right? You're still reading mm -hmm. it. We're going to talk about it. Like we are going to review it. And I'm going to just say, I cried for like 15 minutes hysterically for, for like after I finished the book. It was so good. I can't wait to talk about and it, but let's not rush that episode because I need. All I'm a, that's all I'm gonna give y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm buddy. It's not buddy reading, but I'm like dual reading the 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 hardback and then listening to the audiobook at the same mm -hmm. time. I ended up not. I have the hardback, but I ended up just listening to the audiobook because it was so good. I kind of just was like, "Well, this is it." Thank you, Everend. We should be sponsored because I use Everin all day. Oh my god! <laughs> right. Well, any any other thoughts you have about out there screaming? Again, let me just give a quick also shout out to another member of the Horror Host Support Group uh, Book Tribe. They did a video about this out there screaming. Actually, this is I saw their video come out about this and their just disappointment in this and went oh hell like pretty early on. Oh yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say pretty spot on with a lot of the things that they said because it just this this didn't give the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Who was that? I'm so sorry. Um Bookish Tribe or ah, Bookish Tribe, thank you. See. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's their name. Book on... Tribe. Book Tribe, okay. That's their name on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Or are they on are they they're also on TikTok, I think. Everybody's on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it was truth. But The Reformatory? Chef's Kiss, one of the best books <clears throat> that Anna Reeve has written. So here's my question. If Jordan Peele put out another book, another anthology, would you read it? Not unless he took notes from this episode. <laughs> and brought, like, honestly, like, I know why he put big names in there because it attracts people. But honestly, I would prefer it if we got more new um upcoming horror authors yeah instead of pulling from the sci-fi fantasy people mm -hmm. if you would just pull from horror like authors who are black who are already like in the horror genre if you just pull just from them i would read that shit because his name's on it like you don't yeah. need all the other stuff your name is on it you know what i think i would have liked if there was some kind of a through line and not that every story has to well first of all i i like anthologies fine i like them even better when it's like you know it's set in the same town or the same mm. universe so it's this shared kind of universe type mm -hmm. of anthology but i also think i would have liked it if there was some kind of prompt given to all of these right like yeah. it was like um uh, an anthology full of slashers or an anthology about five right. or an anthology sort of about this is space horror or something mm -hmm. so that there would have felt like there was more cohesion instead of being bounced from a story about you know some supernatural monster hunters to freedom writers to mm. voyeurism to mm -hmm. you know a woman going into the earth to a cop who hates like, black people he's black and he hates black people like i wish that there was a through line with these stories and there just wasn't it's giving bernie mac i hate with the goldberg's lips i hate that black ass west snipes <laughs> okay not uncle ruckus over here jesus <laughs> straight up bernie mac like i hate my gums because they're black um <laughs> yeah <laughs> agreed i i would have liked some cohesion between stories um and was victor laval in here i don't think no he and he should have I'm been confused as to why he wasn't because like honestly it's victor fucking laval lone woman with yeah. chef's kiss devil Actually, and silver, devil was, and really silver 
random. I did not think I would like it. Fucking excellent. There should be a movie. <laughs> and and he read the audiobook himself, which is also chef's yeah. guess too. Because not every author can do that. I've had people go, Amanda, would you read your own audiobook? Fuck no. No. Fuck no. I feel that. That sounds like a lot of work and pressure. Like it no. leave it to the professionals. Um <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. forget which accent I was doing for which character. <laughs> yes. I hear that. I just, yeah, um, we were missing people. We were missing people. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I probably would prefer to hear more from a lot of the new Black authors that came out this year with their full, their full novels. Yeah. Um, like Lisa Springer would have worked. Um, mm-hmm. Who wrote um, There's No Way I Die First. Jameson Shea. Yeah. Uh, Feed Her to the Beast. Um, yeah, Victor Laval, uh, Jean-Nicole Rivers, if we were getting into indie, mm-hmm. Brandon Massey as well. Sylvester Barzi, since we're doing indie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot out there that could have been in here other than like, I, like I said, I get why we use the big names. It's, it's, it's good publicity. It's, you know, cash grab, that type of stuff. I get it, but I don't think it did the book any justice, really when it comes down to like when people finally read it and I think that would kind of that might bite him in the ass later if he does try to do another anthology and people remember this one and be like maybe the last one you did wasn't as great as we'd hoped yeah I mean maybe there will be again some kind of through line Mm -hmm. next with the next one because it feels like that's the case with Mm -hmm. a lot of anthologies now where it's like there's a prompt Mm -hmm. either it's shared universe or every story has to have these same kind of similar elements, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, whatever. So, three Blackulas, disappointment, but mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, here we are. Well, I mean, shall we wrap this mother up? Yes, and we shall. BT dubs, I'm pretty sure we only have like what two more weeks left in the year so we got two more episodes left in the year and we'll be talking about some things we're gonna wrap it up holy fuck two more episodes left in the year in the year yeah i don't understand i had to look at the calendar i was like am i wrong no i'm right two more episodes left in the year and of course we are going to go out with a bang as usual despite what other people might think, (laughs) but I'll close those out. (laughs) Um, Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the horror host support group podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and actually no longer Twitter because we're shutting that bad boy down. We are leaving X slash Twitter. Um, We don't be posting. (laughs) Yeah. We don't be posting. Like I don't remember the last time we posted probably like July. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Um, Under horror host support group, host spelled H-E-A-U-X. And if you want to join our book club, just click the link in the description on our Insta and you're there. You can find Amanda and learn all about her work on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the name Amanda the Author, the spelled with two E's. And she's still on Twitter at Amanda the Author with one E. You can also find me, Samara, on the same platforms except for Twitter because I really don't be on it. And I'm shutting that one down. I'm under the name Samara Reads 2. And I shut my YouTube down too. So let that one go. Um, and don't forget to check out my indie book box, fifthhousecollective.com. We are still accepting orders for our January 2024 box um, up until December 18th. And then we are shutting that mother down. So get yours while you can. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.